So take me from the very beginning, from like the, the ideation, is it like, a, like a, a sketch on a bar napkin kind of thing, um, to Coldplay does MetLife Stadium and everyone has like the wristbands and stuff, just as an example. Yeah. What's that process like and how does that work logistically? And just walk me through. <laughs> Go long on it if you want to. It's, I'm just fascinated. Do you have a week? <laughs> I, I'm ready. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it in real time. Oh, God. Well, obviously, every every show is different. Every artist is different. The way I'll say it is this. Like, every time I think I have a process, it gets flipped on its head at some point during the process. Okay. And that is because you never know the, like, there's so many different dynamics and so many different things happening that between different personalities or different logistics of, with tour routing or logistics of venue sizes or who do you have on your crew, who is a staple in the crew already and who are you bringing in? Like there's so many different factors that the process always changes. But, um, and also it's very, very, very different from when I started touring to now, right? Like I started touring as a tech. So my process as a tech is absolutely 180 degrees different from what I do now. For, so, for, the layman, for the layman, what exactly does that mean when you say you're a tech? That means so as a tech, you're setting up lights, you're fixing lights, you're loading out lights, you're loading trucks, you're cabling, you're, well, anything, right? If you're doing audio, you're cabling. Like a roadie, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, know if that's like a derogatory term. I love the term roadie, but Some there are don't. people that don't like it. I mean, because, yeah. and it just becomes, it comes with, connotations from the 80s basically right like right right, right. but yeah. honestly like i think it's a cool freaking term um but you know as a tech you're you're the person that's setting up loading in loading out setting up um making sure the gear works okay I'm um now. yeah um as an operator you're the person that is actually controlling everything so like for example on coldplay shaheem lichmore is the lighting operator so he is out there doing daily maintenance. Um, he's not the operator. He's the director. Let's just call him a director. It's more than an operator. He doesn't just like punch buttons. He's actually making sure that the cues look right. If there's like new songs that need to be programmed, he has artistic ability to be able to do that without any direction from the team, the creative team. Um, he he can make sure time codes working properly. He makes sure spotlights are are operating. Like he calls spotlights. He runs lights. He does all of it right. So that's the that's the director side of it. And then as a designer, I am working ahead of the tour. So I work directly with a creative director who's hired by the artist, or I'll work with management, or I'll work directly with the artist, and we create the way the show is going to look. And that could be anywhere from two years before a tour goes out to like a month before the tour goes out, depending on the size and depending on, you know, what the actual event is. And that also like, TV shows like TV appearances, Jimmy Fallon, Today Show, whatever, like that still also needs lead up time, right? So I will take you through the day for me or the process like very briefly for me now as a creative, right? Yes. Okay, so um, essentially I'll usually get a call from a creative director or a management team or a production manager saying that they are looking for a design for their artist who's going on tour soon. Um, and then I, I chat with them directly first to just get the, the logistics down, figure out what they're doing. What with they, the artist or the, the with the manager, director. production okay. manager, creative director. Because I like to know, like, I like to know the parameters first. So I like to know how big is it going to be, like, what size venues, how many trucks are you carting around, or a trailer behind a bus. What's it going to be? Um, I like to know budget as soon as possible because we're in the music business. 
Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we're, we're not in the music fun times. We're in the music business. So I like to know budget. Uh, and sometimes people don't give it to me and it really bums me out. And I like to know like where where's creative going? Like, is there an album coming out? Is there branding that goes along with that album? Marketing, what are you doing to further the creative um, for, for this show? Um, and once I get all those things down, then I request a call directly with the artist or the creative director, because sometimes the artist is just like creative director is the only person to deal with, you know, um, talk with them. And I get like the whole aesthetic of what they're going for. Um, is there a story they're trying to push through to their fans? Is there a brand story? Is there how, like, do you want to go theatrical with it? Uh, I try to put a storyline in every one of my shows just because like, I'm a, I'm an old theater nerd. So, um, yeah, so I, I usually try to get as much of the creative figured out, you know, I'll, it'll be as like dumb questions. Like I once asked an artist, if he were a crayon, what crayon color would he be? <laughs> like, I love you know, that. Like, this is the thing, like, you just got to come up with like, who are you speaking to? And like, what are what questions are going to invoke the answers that you need to be able to that's an amazing prompt by the way i'm totally going to use that this ah, i think it's it's, it's telling you know what i mean like i could totally see how that can change something it's yeah. it's a, it was a it was a good one um it definitely threw that artist for a loop and he did not answer it very easily um anyway this, chick, this so, chick is crazy yeah. we're going with somebody but, yeah we're going with somebody else. <laughs> um yeah so usually i'll once that once that call initial call is done I am, we start ideating. So um, first off, it's not just me, right? There's like a village of people that does this stuff. This is not, this is a collective. Like you can't, it's, yeah, it's a, it's an army of people that do a lot of this stuff because it takes an army to get these proposals together. So um, we, you know, start ref getting mood references together. Um, we're, we put together hand sketches. I have done sketches on a napkin before. Um, like it's all, I always try to have a little tiny notepad with me whenever I'm like going out to eat or at a bar or whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll do like hand sketches or I'll just jump into Vectorworks and I'll just instantly start drawing in 3d. Um, and then I can take that image out and I'll stick it on my iPad. And I use a, an app called procreate to like sketch on top of things. Um, also use an app called GoodNotes where I can actually, you know, notate things and like send it off to a drafts team. So like once all the 3D or once all the ideas start coming together, um, I've got a team of drafters that I work with and they put it all into 3D and they draft it up and we we kind of work together in that model and we produce wireframes, we produce clay models and we produce pho photorealistic renders. So we have all three of those things because not every artist can visualize a production the same way. It's so cool. Anyway, so yeah, I get all those renders together and we put them in a big old proposal and then we present to the artist and then artist gives back feedback. We change things, adjust it, do what we need to do, get spit out into technical plots, which the way we operate, everything is already basically done in a technical plot format. So um, it's very easy for, um, for us to spit those plots out. Um, and then from there, it goes out to vendors for bidding. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really the production manager is the one that really takes lead on all that stuff. And yeah, so once the vendor gets accepted and they're building and all that stuff, so that all happens at the vendor warehouse gets trucked to wherever the rehearsal venue is or the first venue of the tour. Um, and we load it in and, uh, set it up and 
the very first day of our rehearsals is always like just going through the lighting console and the video the video console just making sure like all the presets are working like videos mapped properly um focuses are done colors all match like really getting into the nitty-gritty of making sure all those presets are like perfect and then we just start going song by song and we make sure that every song looks the way we want it to look before we try to show it to the artist. Um, is there like a stand-in? Could I be like, <laughs> could I be like the guy who like pretends to be Brendan Flowers and is just mean, up there like, and just standing on speakers, just pointing at nobody, like an empty. That's <laughs> my, definitely, my dream we job. We use stand-ins all the time. Like we do use stand-ins. How do I get that was, job? That sounds that amazing. That was always a tech on the tour, right? <laughs> um, we've also just used cardboard cutouts. You okay. know, they like, buy like, Right. Life size cardboard. I think the last show we did, we had like the Simpsons on stage. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And that's like your focus dummy. You just stick it there and then you know you can focus your lights on it without somebody having to stand there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we um once all those presets are done and we go song by song, then we present to the artist. And you usually try to like set your production schedule up ahead of time so that when you everybody knows the goals of like what day things are going to happen so that everybody's reached their goals so that when the artist does come in and they're watching, it, it's like, you want that very first impression to just be like, Oh my God, right. what is this? Right. But the big thing is like making sure that, um, you know, there's, it's not like they're like, you know, like, Oh yeah, well during this moment, there's going to be like lasers here. And then the pyro is going to go because more, more than likely that music is being pumped through the PA really loud. And right. like, you can't just sit there and like scream at the person next to you. Going, <laughs> here it comes yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just pretend they're here no, that doesn't work you right, have to yeah. have it ready so yeah um so we always try to set up the schedule ahead of time make sure everybody's like reaching their deadlines before that day and then we do rehearsals with artists on stage um and then usually if you're like on an arena tour or even on theater whatever theater tours but you um, usually you have to set up time to make sure that our opener has time on the console and on the stage to set up their stuff to make sure they're ready. So they'll get like, you. I mean, I don't know, a certain amount of hours or like a full day, whatever it is. Um, and then show day happens for me. I it's show day is really easy for, for me. Like it's, it's just about really sitting back and enjoying the fact that we've just made this happen. So um, I mean, for me, for show day, I usually come in pretty late for first show day because there's no need for me to be there right that that that's usually right. when the opening act is on stage getting their stuff together i don't want to interfere with that ever because they need their time too and um yeah doors happen get myself a drink <laughs> some wine whatever get yourself and, a 35 dollar yeah. beer from uh <laughs> yeah sit out front um with next to the operator and take notes and hopefully there's not a lot of notes and then you know, say goodbye to everybody and see you when the show comes to Nashville. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's usually how that works for me.